Welcome to 24-Hour Expert. You'll enjoy this podcast if you're someone who likes learning about different topics or just enjoys a good old fun fact. I'm Allie. And I'm Dan. Each week, we challenge each other to become an expert on a random topic in just 24 hours. Now it's time to find out how much we've learned. All right, Dan, are you ready? Episode three. I am ready. Okay, so I don't have a cute way to get you to say the topic this week, but I do have a funny story. Okay. So I was with my sister this past weekend, and we were talking about the podcast, and she mentioned that she had a really good topic idea for us. I'm like, okay, hit me with it. And she says, numerology. What? Did she know? No, she absolutely does not know. I refuse to tell anybody what our topics are. Oh, we're not telling people the topics. I haven't been. Oh, yeah, me either. <laughs> I mean, it's okay if you do. I just refuse to tell people. Okay, some people may know, but but they're people we trust, I promise. Oh, perfect. I, I'm not worried about it at all. I just do it to torture my friends and family. Well, I can't believe she guessed numerology then. I know, it was so funny. And I think she has a friend who's really into it. So she's like, oh, I have an expert you could use, but maybe if we do a follow-up on it, we can bring an expert in. But there you go. This week, we are talking about numerology. Wow. Give the people what they want. Allie's sister, this one's for you. All right. Before we really get into it, I just want to mention that this is an absolutely huge topic, and we could talk about this for several podcasts. So tonight, we're just going to hit on the basics and a little bit of the history. So you can thank us now. Yes, you can thank us now because this could be like four hours, but we're not going to do that to you. So numerology, let's start with real simple here. The definition, it's the belief in the divine or mystical relationship between a number and one or more coinciding events and the study of numerical value of the letters in words, names, and ideas. The word first appears in the English language around 1907 but the idea actually dates back to the 6th century BCE and Pythagoras. And he's actually kind of considered the father of numerology. Wow. So you said it's the belief of this connection between numbers and spirituality, right? Not so much. I guess it could be considered spirituality, but basically that the numbers are connected to everything in the world. Do you believe personally in numerology? I think numerology is fun. And, you know, a lot of this material that we're going to talk about, I have a book and I got from that book and also obviously the Google. So I think it's fun to read, but I'm not basing my life on the readings. Okay. Okay. And I don't know really much about numerology. So what I hope is that by the end of this podcast, I will decide whether or not I believe in numerology. There you go. I think it's fun. It's one of those things, like when you read and we'll get into it what it is, but you you have your main number, which is your life path number. And they have this whole description. And some of it's obviously going to get hit home for you. And some of it might not. And I'm not going to read anybody's full numbers tonight. That would just be ridiculous. But I am going to talk about what your number is just for funsies. My number. What your number is. I calculated it before the show. My personal number? Your number. Yes. Oh, I am so excited. Yeah, so we'll get there. So I think it's like any of this kind of thing. Some of it's going to speak to you and some of it's going to be kind of off base. And I think you can find things to relate to anywhere you want to in life. I can read a horoscope and find truth in that horoscope, but only for my horoscope. Like if I try to go look up someone who's not me, like a different, like let's say Capricorn, 
I can't find truth in that. I'm like, no, this is a stretch. But I read my horoscope and I'm like, yeah, that actually, I could see that. Totally. I mean, I have gone and had like my palm read or gotten a tarot card reading because I think it's fun. And some of it has been accurate. And was it lucky guesses? Is it real? I don't know. But I think if you're having fun and enjoying it, there's no harm. I am so sorry to derail us this early, but you brought up tarot cards and I have to tell my tarot card story. Okay, yeah, tell me your story. Okay, we're at a work event in New Orleans and part of this work event is they brought in a tarot card reader for all the people at the party to go get their cards read, right? That's so fun. It was super fun. So I'm there, I'm surrounded by all these coworkers and this lady starts reading my cards and she's like, ooh, Oh, we have a, a strong female on the left. And then she draws more cards. She's like, oh, no, we have a strong female on the right, too. And everyone's like, what does it mean? What does it mean? She's like, well, it means that you have two very special women in your life, and you're eventually going to have to choose between one of them. And I'm like, choose between one of them how? She's like, well, it it, it seems to me like you have two lovers in your life, and you're going to have to choose one of them. And I'm like, <laughs> everyone was dying. I'm like, uh-huh, Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's so good. So yeah, kind of way off base there. At the time, though, everyone was like, yeah, this is bogus. So I saw a palm reader one time, and she told me that my firstborn was going to be a boy. So I had this notebook at the time that I was using for journaling. So I wrote down everything she said. And it's been, I wasn't quite in high school, probably early college when this happened. And I can officially say that she's wrong. Because my firstborn was a girl. Wow. Did you tell her? No, and I have tried to see her again, but she's no longer there. I don't know if she's just moved shop or what, but I'll never get to tell her that she was wrong. Maybe she saw in her own palm that she was wrong, and then she knew you were coming back, so she didn't want to have to face you again. Maybe. Wouldn't that be crazy if, like, after her reading, she can look at her palm and be like, oh, oh I nope, got that one wrong. <laughs> It's amazing what we can believe in. I remember as a kid, and I, when I say kid, probably teenager, early adulthood, um, I really believed in that, like being able to talk to spirits that have crossed over. And there was this guy, his name was John Edward. Did you ever remember him? Yes, yes. I remember he had a TV show, right? Yes. It was called Crossing Over with John Edward. And I used to watch that show religiously. But he also had books, which I read the books. And then he also had, he went on tour around the United States and I was living in Phoenix at the time, and I remember booking tickets to actually go see this guy in t- on tour. I I was so convinced that, that this was real, and I was so convinced that it was going to happen to me. I remember leaving the concert, whatever you, the, the talk, whatever you would want to call it, feeling so disappointed that I didn't get picked. But then now as an adult, an even older adult, I look back and I'm like, oh, that, all that was so fake. Yeah. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that that could be that accurate. Right. And I think this was even before the time of social media. So you have to imagine that nowadays it would be so much easier to like get info on people before they actually came to your your reading. Because I could look up on your Facebook or on your Instagram and say, oh, um, this is their family makeup. And oh, they posted, you know, that their grandma passed or something like that a couple months ago. So have all that information on, online. But back then they didn't have that. So it's either really good guessing. This guy's just really good at guessing and people kind of grasp at straws, kind of like with the horoscope thing. Or I always suspected that there were people who were like 
plants listening in and because you're going to be you're going to sit there and you're naturally going to talk to other people be like oh you know who would you like to talk to if he ever talked you know if he was able to contact someone oh my gosh that's an amazing theory i that wouldn't surprise me at all like oh so and so sitting in section b really wants to talk to their long lost goldfish so let's get back to numerology i have a little more history for you and then we'll get into the good stuff okay so, like I said, Pythagoras is kind of considered the father of numerology. And traditionally, we all know him as a mathematician and a philosopher and a theorist. Well, he believed that the world was built on numbers and everything that you can see and can't see can be reduced to a number. So this is going to get a little, I want to say hokey, but it's going to get a little hokey here for a second. During this time, it was considered and accepted that the world was created of vibrating energy. So now we can maybe say that that is, okay, wavelengths or electromagnetic energy. Pythagoras thought that each number vibrated in a certain way. So all it would take to understand the qualities of a person would be to know which number made up their energy. So basically saying that your character and destiny is based on the exact vibration of the energy at the moment you were born. Okay, so these numbers, those these vibrating numbers, are we talking about vibrating harder, vibrating softer, vibrating longer? Like, what kind of vibrations are we talking about? Good vibrations? I, I mean, I guess it depends. I don't know, like, specifically how they vibrate, but you can be a number one through nine. So no double digits and no zero. So there's only nine numbers, which kind of makes me feel like, okay, if your specific energy and vibration can be calculated when you were born, how can there only be nine options? Right. Well, luckily, there's not only nine options. There is, but you're not made up of one number. You're made up of a series of numbers. Oh, okay. Like like a social security number. Yeah, like you have a whole bunch of numbers. The book that I have is called Glynis Has Your Number by Glynis McCants. I just want to read you a quick quote, and then I'm going to tell you what kind of different numbers make you up. So she says, understanding what these numbers mean will give you the information you need to bring out your greatest good and give you the understanding to avoid unnecessary conflict with others. So that's why you want to know all your numbers. And someday, Dan, if you want, I will do all your numbers, but we have do not have time for that today. But I'm getting at least one number today? You're going to get a partial of one of your numbers, because again... If I read you the whole entirety, it'd be like three pages and nobody wants to listen to that. So can two people have the same number then? Yeah, right? Yeah. So for example, my sister and my husband both are a number seven. Okay. I'm an eight. Are some numbers more compatible than others? Oh, yes. Like you can do a whole relationship chart using this book. So are you and your husband compatible? No. Oh, ooh. If you're not compatible, you're considered a challenge number. So she also gives you advice on how you can make it work. So there's no hard, fast, like this relationship absolutely can't work. But here's going to be the sticky spots. Here's how you can make it better. And I wonder if you could also do it with people at work, like people on your team. Oh, there are seven. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm 100% sure you could. I bet like if there's somebody at work that you have some friction with, we could find their number. And I bet it would be a challenge number to you. Yeah, like, ugh, just being a number three. Oh, God, such a three. It also reminds me of that love language thing. Yes, yes, yes. Which I don't believe in at all, because I'm not any of them. That doesn't surprise me, though, I guess. There's like, what is it? Service, touch, 
gratitude. Like, no, none of those. Gifts, praise. Okay, so your numbers. Let's talk about the different numbers real quick. So numerology begins with five primary numbers, two that can be derived from your birthday, and three that come from your name. These five numbers, plus an additional sixth number, which is like its own separate thing, offer insight into who you are and how you can improve your life. The different numbers that you can calculate are your soul number, which tells you what you feel inside that people might not see, your personality number, which is how people perceive you, your power name number, which is the strength of your name, your birthday number, which is the way others see you, your attitude number, your attitude towards life, and your most important number, the one I'm going to tell you what you are, is your life path number. This is the path you must take in life in order for you to be happy. Well, I'm a little confused, and I don't want to be poking holes in this because I'm sure there's lots and lots of studies out there that I've not participated in, and there's lots of reading that I haven't read. However, we started by saying that you basically got your number when you were born, but it seems like your parents have a lot to do with which number you get if they get to name you, and then your name goes into your number. Yeah, so your life path number, which is your main most important number, is purely based on your birthday. Like some of these other numbers, you use the letter in your name. So 100% what you're named creates your number. And she also addresses if you get married and choose to change your name, like you can calculate both names, like what your maiden name was, what your new last name is. And she has a whole section on that. So she really covers all of her bases. So I have a question for you. Do you think that any parents out there when they're trying to decide what to name their baby, do you think that they consult numerology first to make sure that the name fits? I wouldn't be surprised. Like, we really wanted to name him Dave, but the numbers are just going to be too challenging. Yeah, we didn't want him to be a four, so we couldn't name him Dave. And I don't know that Dave equates to a four because you need your first, middle, and last name. So no offense to Dave or fours out there. (laughs) So far, we've offended fours. We've offended Daves. We've offended threes. Okay, now I'm going to tell you how you can calculate your life path number. So let me give you an example, and then we want you to pause the podcast, calculate your number, and then when you come back, I'm going to give a quick description of what all the life path numbers are. So you're going to take your birthday, and you're going to add up all the digits. So month, month, day, day, year, 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 year. So for example... If your birthday is November 1st, 1990, you're going to add up 1111990. So each digit individually, and that's going to give you 22. But you need a single number. So you're going to take 22 and you're going to add 2 plus 2, and it's going to give you 4. And so you're a life path 4. You have to be a single digit. If you got a number that wasn't between 1 and 9, You did it wrong. So pause now. Calculate your number. You better have paused. Why are you still listening? Have you paused yet? Okay, come back. Welcome back. We missed you so much. This reminds me of like those old tests you used to take in the magazines that were like, asked you all the questions and then you had to add up the numbers and like, I don't know. I don't can't even think of an example of one, but I totally know what you're talking about. And I always like judge those tests because some of them were very clearly like certain person. Like let's say it's a personality test, right? 
the A answer was always a very distinct personality. B was always the second one. C was always the third one. And so you get to the bottom. It's like, if you're an A or if you're a B, if you're a C, I'm like, that's lazy. Mix up the options. Make me work for it. Because then I'm going to pick all the answers for the personality I think I want to be. Okay. So real quick, here's what... So this is just the title of the chapter that you would read about yourself. It's not going to give you much information. And, you know, if it sounds totally off base, you'd probably be surprised when you actually read more about it. And you can Google this stuff, too. You don't have to have a book on it. So Life Path 1s, they are the leaders. 2s are the mediator. 3s are the communicators. 4s are the teachers. 5s are the adventurers. 6 are the nurturers. 7 are the faith seekers. 8, which is me, are the executives. And 9 are the humanitarians. So Dan, since you figured out what your number is, what are you? I'm a 6. I'm a nurturer. Yes, Dan, you're right. You are a 6. So just a few qualities of the six. You are a visionary. You are home, family, and community-oriented. People are naturally drawn to you, which is very true. And you like to use your creativity constructively. Oh, I like that. Are there any negatives of being a six? I'd have to reread your whole thing, but they don't really talk about negatives. They might talk about, you know, these are some things you can do to avoid friction, but they never full out come and say like, oh, yeah, like you're most likely to be a serial killer if you're a six. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Although I did try to see if there was anything scandalous from a person who was a six life path. Oh, and did you find anything? No, unfortunately, I couldn't find. Unfortunately, like I'm sad <laughs> about it. I mean, I guess I'm a little bummed because I wanted to hit you with something really scandalous and be like, oh, look what this six did. I did, though, find a whole website not a whole website, a whole article on numerology.com that tells you the life path number of like all the notorious serial killers. Several of them are eights. Oh, that's you. Apparently, I'm more likely than you to commit some crimes. So who did you find is the most popular eight serial killer? So ones that I think people would maybe recognize if you're into any of the true crime stuff is Aileen Warnos. I don't know that I'm saying her last name correctly, but she's a pretty famous female serial killer. And then also the BTK killer. Both of them were eights. Like I'm all for gender equality, but I honestly never, it never crossed my mind that there would be women serial killers. Honestly. I think it's definitely less of them, but there definitely are a few. So I don't want to get too serial killery, but something of interest, I just want to point out about a seven. So like I mentioned, sevens are faith seekers. So if you read about sevens, which I have done multiple times, like I mentioned, my sister and my husband are both sevens, and there's two sides to a seven. So they're either someone who's very spiritual in whatever religion they practice, or they're someone who has a godlike complex. So just a quick little fun fact for you, Charles Manson was a seven. So obviously, (laughs) he has a God complex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was actually just doing some quick calculations. I am also married to a seven. Oh, wow. Should I be worried? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I guess when you think about it, like you're probably going to find someone who's a little wacko in every number. It'd be fun to do a number distribution to see which number has the most frequent number of wackos. It would be interesting. And I will say the article that I read, and like I said, you can look at it at numerology.com. There was a wide array of number. There wasn't like one number that stood out way above the rest. 
except for there was no sixes in this particular article. Well, that's because sixes would never do such a thing. Good for them. I guess they are the nurturer, so maybe it's just not part of their personality. (laughs) Nurture you to death. So to go back to a lighter note, you want to know some fun people who are also sixes? Yes. I hope I like them. Albert Einstein. Okay. Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Oh, thank you for clarifying, because at first I was like, who? Yes, crikey. I don't know who Steve Irwin is. Yes. I know now, yeah. Eddie Murphy. I love Eddie Murphy. Did you know they're coming out with a Coming to America 2? I just saw the trailer or whatever you call it today. I'm so excited. I Confession, I've never seen the first one. You have to see it. It's very good. Okay, I will, I will make an effort to watch it just for you. And one more, um, Goldie Hawn. Oh, Goldie Hawn. Do you know my favorite Goldie Hawn movie is Overboard? Have you seen that one? I haven't, but I know the premise of it. Yeah, my favorite line is there is when she's riding in the back of the truck and she swallows a bug by accident. She goes, I just ate a bug. (laughs) I did see that one she did with Amy Schumer where they got abducted in Mexico. Have you seen that? Oh, I think I have seen it. Yeah, I forget the name, but she's Amy Schumer's mom and they go on vacation. I, I think Amy Schumer was supposed to go with somebody else and then that person bailed. So her mom came with her to not waste the ticket or something along those lines. And her mom's being like crazy and uptight the whole time. And then they get abducted and then it's just pure chaos. It was pretty funny. I do think I've seen that. A movie we just saw that was so funny was Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. I want to watch that. It looks so funny. I laughed the entire time. Like, it's the dumbest comedy. So if you don't like really stupid comedy, you won't like this movie. But if you like dumb comedy, it's a, it is a pleasure. I love dumb comedy is my second favorite genre. Horror movies, dumb comedy. I'm very polar ends of the spectrum here. Yeah, you got to get that palate cleanser in. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like to feel feelings. I, I get very emotionally attached to characters. So I just avoid having to have any feelings. It's a very That's a very seven thing to say. I'm not a seven. (laughs) That's a very eight thing to say. Uh, Yeah, it probably is. So one interesting thing I did find while I was looking for all these scandalous facts for you was a woman named Pamela Lillian Valmont, who has coined the term and created this sector of numerology called forensic numerology, where she's actually using numerology to do criminal profiling. And she's writing books of, you know, notorious you know, serial killers and criminals that you've heard of in the past and doing their charts and numbers and hoping that this will help homicide squads and profilers do their work in the future. One of my favorite shows to watch was, well, used to be, not anymore, but Forensic Files. Yes. Love it. Any of that stuff. I love it. It was always the luminol. That luminol would get everybody. You try to clean up that blood, luminol. Well, no, always the luminol. And it's always the husband. Oh, obviously. You got to watch out for those husbands. I mean, maybe we're not safe with our sevens. (laughs) They don't listen, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I do have a quick confession for you. So I told you I have this book, Glynis Has Your Number by Glynis McCants. So I went online to see if she had an Instagram or anything, and she does not, but she has Facebook and Twitter. You can follow her at The Numbers Lady. And I also went on her website, and you can purchase a calendar based on your number that'll tell you what the year has in store for you. Wow, that's cool. 
So I bought the number eight calendar for 2021. It's not here yet, but I got suckered in and I'm going to know what the entire year is going to hold for me. So, Wow. So is it every day it's a new forecast or is it? I'm not sure. It wasn't like the description wasn't that specific. I assume it's going to be more like these are good days to do this kind of stuff. Avoid doing whatever on these days because I did watch one of her Facebook lives, like not while she was live, but that's kind of what she was doing people would send her her birthday their birthday and ask her a question like i am looking at buying a house here's my birthday she'd calculate their numbers quickly and then say oh not this month buying a house you can look but you shouldn't make any major purchases until april but april's a great month to buy a house and she just did this on her facebook live i don't know how often she does it but other people, like one person asked about buying a car and she did her numbers and she's like, yes, you should definitely buy the car now. I have such a hard time with that. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Like I said, I'm just watching the playback, but I'm like super tempted. I'm like, I want to go on and give her my birthday. I'm like, oh, what should I do? But I bought the calendar, so I already know what to do. Right. Would you actually change your mind? Like, let's say you needed a car and she's like, you can't buy a car for a couple of months. You're like, but I need it. She's like, the numbers say don't buy it. Are you going to buy it? I would probably buy it because I'm also a very impatient person. And when I want something, I want it now. Well, maybe that would show up in your numbers. Maybe your numbers would be like, well, it doesn't matter. You're you're impatient. So yeah, buy it. Because I'm the executive and I do what I want because I'm in charge. I can't remember if it was, I don't think it was numerology, but and my dad was a very spiritual person. So for him to believe in any of this would be kind of wild. But I remember way back in the day, he had this thing. I think it was biorhythm. I don't know if you've heard of it. The biorhythm, it can basically tell you where you are on your current scale, whether it's intellectual, emotional, or physical. So I typed in my birthday and the day that we're recording this, and I am at a peak intellectual and emotional right now, and I am at a valley of physical, which is actually interesting today because I, I have been dreading going and working out, but I've been doing it just because I know I have to. Wow, that's crazy because obviously we're doing this, which is fun. So we have a lot of emotion. Okay, and so for your birthday, this is actually pretty interesting. You are at peak physical right now, but you are flat in the middle for intellectual and emotional. You're on the downswing for emotional and physical. So it says on the 13th, you're going to be basically as low as you can go when it comes to emotional and physical. So on the 13th, don't plan anything where you need to be emotional or physical. All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. I'll mark it on my calendar. Avoid this day. But you'll be very intellectual that day. So do some crossword puzzles or Sudoku or something. Okay. Yeah. I'll just knock out a book or something. So we've been talking about all these numbers. So one more thing just to kind of, I don't, I don't want to say put the numbers in context because there's no context <laughs> for this, but there are groupings of numbers. So for example, one, fives, and sevens are considered mind numbers. Mind like your mind. Three, six, nine are considered the creative numbers, and two, four, and eight are considered the business numbers. So I would be a creative number, and I'm not a creative person, so that's actually pretty surprising to me. You're creative, but you like to be creative constructively. So, like, this is kind of creative. That's true. Yeah, it's like a structured creativity. Like, I couldn't go, I couldn't go paint a painting or draw something. Yeah constructive. You're building something and you have an end product. Yeah. So you fixed it again. <laughs> I'm an eight. That's what I do. I just make it work. 
Okay, Dan, let me hit you with a quick summary and we will wrap up this episode. Okay, let's hear it. My sister guessed the topic without having any idea what it, that it was going to be a topic. She was just suggesting it. Maybe she saw it in the numbers. Numerology is very old. It dates back to Pythagoras, and he is known as the father of numerology. He was the dude with the theorem, right? So like the Pythagorean theorem. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yeah, although when I was reading up on him a little bit, there's a lot of speculation that a lot of things that he got credit for that his followers actually created. Yeah, that sounds like a whole other podcast to go on, the crazy life of Pythagoras. So he's the father of numerology. He believed that everything in the universe consisted of vibrating energy that could be broken down to a number. Your numbers are your soul number, your personality number, your power name number, birthday number, attitude number, and most importantly, your life path number, which we all paused to calculate. Dan is a six. I'm an eight. And in general, you and I have just had a lot of fun with this and tarot cards and palm reading. It's your knowledge. You're free to forget it. Do with that what you will. And as always, if there's anything we got wrong and you want to let us know, or if you want to suggest some topics, you can always email us. You can email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. That is also our Instagram handle. You can follow us there. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bombino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. 